1: Here's Cook. Bouncing it. End zone. What a start. Touchdown Vikings. First down
0: from the 30. Roethlisberger
1: with protection. Downfield. Caught. Touchdown Steelers Washington. Cousins keeps. Here's it out. Osborne downfield. He's got it. Touchdown Vikings. And coming away looking for a push off is Cameron Sutton. No flag. Touchdown, Minnesota. Two more shots maybe to the end zone. Underneath, it's Johnson. And he is wow. able to break a tackle wow. and get out of bounds and give Pittsburgh hope. End zone. firemouth Incomplete. Vikings win it. <laughs> it was the greatest comedy released in 2021. And it makes sense. Because it is award season now. December is when they start rolling out the prestige pictures. And comedies don't usually get that pop that the dramas do. But this was high comedy. Because if you thought that the Minnesota Vikings, up 29 to zil- uh, zilch in the third quarter, were just going to coast to victory. And if you thought this version of the Steelers, the Steelers who are basically a zombie that doesn't know it's dead. Like, no one's done the headshot yet, so it still wanders around. It stumbles through the darkness. It eats some people, uh, but ultimately it's still dead. It just needs to be told that, and it hasn't learned yet. They're going to keep coming and keep coming late in games, and that's what they did, but they could not finish off what would have been one of the craziest comebacks in primetime NFL history. I will go that far. Final score, 36-28. Vikings hold off the Steelers. Mike Zimmer may be alive, maybe not alive at the time of this taping. I don't think he had blinked in about an hour and a half. Um, so we'll check in on his status uh, later on this weekend. I am Dan Hanses. Joining me now is Mark Sessler. We're going to two hand this one, buddy. Mar- Mike and the Mad Dog style. And I know you were really enjoying yourself uh, for about two and a half quarters, Mark, because no one dislikes the Steelers more than Mark Sessler. And then things changed. Were you surprised even by the standards that these teams have set this season?
2: Well, no, I shouldn't be. I mean, if you've been, in, uh, you know, observing what we've, uh, you know, witnessed uh, throughout the season, no, I, I think it's funny just that like star performances get buried by a game like this. Like Dalvin Cook, uh, basically, you know, totally injured, carrying the team on his back for 205 yards at 7.6 yards per carry. It gets lost in the folly of this. And I found myself, as to your point, um, enjoying this game. At one point, I tweeted that Big Ben's final move is Terry Bradshaw's money—that there's nothing left for him to achieve at this point in his career. Um, it, it was absolutely what we'd
1: expect. Yeah, I think stop that we, doing that, Mark. You I,
2: gotta well, stop I know. Doing well, that. no, the biggest—you know—you talk about a zo- like a, someone that has been been eaten by a zombie at this point. It was my own my own self because how did I fall for this again, thinking that the Vikings would storm out? As they are wont to do, to a very clear and uh, you know definable huge start, and then totally crumble. I mean, we got the worst Kirk Cousins game of the season. At one point in late in the fourth quarter, he had three completions in the second half, two interceptions. None of it should be a surprise to us at all, right? I mean, it just seems exactly almost what we thought would happen. Yet in the moment, I fell for it like a giant rube.
1: (laughs) Well, take me through it because I'm curious. At Sessler Manor um, as the game gets tight if it go as it goes 29 7 29 14 29 20 and then the big uh, touchdown from Kirk Cousins uh, to KJ Osborne 62 yards okay it seems under control at that point it's 36 20 and then they get off the field the Vikings defense and then the Steelers force an interception. Uh, Kirk Cousins throws an interception in that spot. And that's when I thought Zimmer's head was going to explode because we know Zimmer does not like his quarterback. It doesn't matter that Kirk Cousins is on pace for 4,000 yards and 36 touchdowns and seven interceptions this year. The he guy drives him crazy because that interception changes the game there again. And the Steelers, of course, then go right back down the field. This time they get the two point conversion. They make it a one score game. And the Vikings have one last chance to ice the game. I thought Cousins did it. I thought Cousins stepped up when they had third and 21, I believe it was, and he dug them out with two big completions. But then they go three and out. Steelers get the ball back, and they take it all the way down the field. So where are you, Mark, as that all is the last, let's say, two minutes of game time? What's going on at Sessler Manor? Are you throwing things? Are you? Is anyone around you? Are you in the garage? Is a door locked? Take me through it.
2: Largely dead inside. Um, I started the game in the garage and, you know, when things are going well, um, very systematic, had a nice, my laptop set up on a, a folding table, very organized. Um, when things got really comfortable and I was tweeting out, um, you know, anti-stealers, uh, bizarro tweets that, you know, I thought I could never be failed on. I moved into our bedroom alone and just curled up. It's a, it's a cold dark uh rainy slash windy night in Los Angeles, the other one just curled up under blankets, and I thought i've got this. I finally felt confident that maybe the Vikings were going to hand us what we thought um, but but to your point, as the game just got uglier and uglier, um, I started to peel the blankets off me i'm sitting up i'm starting <laughs> to get flustered and annoyed. Uh, my wife was nice enough to bring me uh, i get avocado toast, which I just threw to the side at one point. I mean, it just. <laughs> That, I should have known this was what this is exactly what's going to happen. I honestly did think <laughs> that the Steelers were going to pull this out when that interception happened, though the Witherspoon interception. Oh, it seemed like the, the ideal setup for this. Um, I think that like I, we've watched enough football where like when you get up the way that the Vikings did, that KJ Osborne connection, that touchdown seemed like it just they just needed to make one big play. And Kirk Cousins, yes, it might have been like his least successful game of the year that was the one play that needed to be made and it put them over the top but these Steelers man I mean you got to give them some credit they they fought to the very end I mean at this point they are six six and one um the eight eight and one dream is totally alive in my book that's the one of the last few things I have to cling on to in this season and the Vikings you're on the fringes of the NFC wildcard race and uh you're the weirdest team I've ever watched
1: I know. Aren't they? And that, I mean, that's why I've kind of loved them all season because, you know, Troy Aikman said it now, naturally, everyone is kind of on the same page. Like they are box office, you know, you sit down for four hours uh, to watch one NFL game. And if you want one, that's going to be close. That's going to have highs and lows and a lot of action. It is the Vikings. Every game has come down to the final score for Minnesota. Even the game when they were winning 29, nothing in the third quarter, against a old quarterback who looks like he is ready to join Terry Bradshaw. And I, yes, Ben Roethlisberger, said old quarterback, deserves a lot of credit. There is something about Roethlisberger, and and a lot of this, it's hard to believe this comeback happened after T.J. Watt went out. But when you looked at the first half, when the Pittsburgh offensive line was so bad and non-competitive that the game had turned into a farce, and it all changed. It all just like it flipped a switch. And I don't know if you if that's Tomlin and the coaching staff making big time adjustments, or if it's the the Vikings uh, just failing uh, to keep the momentum and keep the the pedal to the metal. But I think there's some DNA at play, and I think that's why we got to where we got tonight with this game between these two teams. The Vikings' inability to close games and their seeming inability to avoid these calamitous uh, collapses that's part of who they are like it's in their heads you saw it as soon as that second touchdown scored everybody tightened up uh on that sideline on that field the coach everybody uh and on the flip side the Steelers are this like flawed imperfect team but like the zombie that doesn't know it's dead it still has this muscle memory to be able to fight back in games they don't quit they never quit on their coach and they fought back and took advantage of the vikings tightening up and that's like championship dna even if the steelers haven't won a title in a while so it's almost inevitable got where it ended up but still like 29 nothing mark it's unbelievable came down to the last play of the game and yeah that's that's 2021
2: nfl well i think you nailed it right there i i think that both teams are emblematic of this uh particular season not that we haven't seen game games like this before but it doesn't even feel especially rare um you know at one point I thought the Steelers had been uh impregnated with the baby of Satan at one point that it was over for them but <laughs> but it wasn't because that's the Steelers and that's the Vikings and it it's um it's disturbing what we watched tonight on some level because like when you're up 29 nothing <laughs> you should just lay into it and especially when they were running the ball the, the way they were. And the Steelers had been terrible against the run the past couple of games. The formula was there for the Vikings to go on and win this 48 to 12. And you and I are doing this recording 25 minutes ago. Instead, it turns into a, an anti-drama of the highest nature. Um, but it, but you know what? I, I At this point, one thing I've learned, because I have essentially failed at my job this season. I am not counting out either one of these teams on any level he I'm can. done tweeting about anyone I'm done tweeting like anything can happen at this point the Steelers probably will become a wild card team and take that wild card game down to the final minutes too so here that's your preview of the wild card weekend
3: obligatory had break here because shocker alert we talked too long
0: you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring your day immediately gets better I mean the Steelers see I'm more confident in the
1: Vikings finding way to the playoffs, just looking at the Steelers. Maybe. Home Titans, at Chiefs, home Ooh, Mark. What? Oh, Mark, it's prime time too. We got Steelers hosting Browns in week seventeen. Well, that will you know that
2: will turn into something oh, very that's, ugly. You you practice. have to go
1: full Vinny Testaverdi's dad on that one. You got a VCR tape that sucker. Is that Monday night or it.
2: Thursday? I'm not on assignment, I hope, on that evening. Uh,
1: January 3rd, I believe it is ESPN. So it must be Monday night football. The last Monday night game. Of the, oh, Margie. I'll, uh, I don't know about that. I, I,
2: will, I literally, I'll take a one-way flight to Mexico for that game. And for, for those that don't later. know the
1: reference, because we do bring it up from time to time, uh, when the Jets had a great run in 1998, when they went 12-4 and and went to the AFC title game, lost to Elway and the Broncos. Uh Vinny Testaverdi had a career season and it was like this big like story in the tri-state area because Vinny Testaverdi's father was a huge fan obviously of his son and and followed his whole career but he had a bum ticker you see Mr. Testaverdi had a bum ticker and it was such a bum ticker that it wouldn't be able to hold up watching a game an NFL game with his son at the quarterback position so what Mr. Testaverdi would do was he would tape the game this is back in the days of the VCR tape the game someone would then alert him after the game, whether the Jets had won or lost, whether Vinny had been successful or the team had been unsuccessful. And then knowing that the outcome was already decided in his mind, he then could watch the game and his ticker would be safe. Yeah. That's what we need to do for Mark in week 17 Brown Steelers. Cause that feels like a heart attack platter.
2: Just a minor footnote. I think that is the, um, the dichotomy of our fan interest because all that literally same exact, um, series of anecdotes, were pounded into my head over and over during Vinny Testaverde's 1994 season with Bill Belichick's <laughs> Browns when they went to the playoffs. It's like, I don't know if this was maybe a highly, um, a well-run PR campaign because it made, it was like every pregame show ever, but you're right. Um, when that, by the way, they're playing on Are you Christmas. saying it's
1: like a Manti Teo's girlfriend situation? Like there never was. That's exactly right. Testaverde? That's what I'm saying. I love it's, that. Um, anyway, parallels let's, get, there. Yeah. let's get back on track. The Steelers lost uh, TJ Watt to a groin injury. Uh, he was in street clothes in the second half. I don't know if that was for pre- precautionary reasons because the game seemed over. And if that's the case, that was done by the Steelers or if he's seriously injured and can miss extended time. But either way, uh, defensive player of the year, once again, wide open. And the Steelers, if they have any chance of making that run to 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one, or, you know, 9-8, what, what what's a winning record for them then? They got to go, what was it carrying
2: three? Would they be 9-7-1?
1: Nine set, nine, seven, and one. Yeah, now that makes my head, that
2: hurts yeah, me. I don't mentally. like the sound of that. Yeah. They
1: need they need Watt on the field. As for the Vikings, it doesn't change how I feel about them at all. It's the same stuff with Minnesota. They could beat anybody. They could lose to anybody. It doesn't matter how far they're ahead because they'll always let the team back in. And I think that DNA, ultimately, Mark, is going to get them killed and it's going to break the hearts of the entire Vikings fan base. But I think the only solace to take out of that, it's kind of like a Mr. Testaverde, um, parallel they already know like everyone knows that this season is going to end horrifically for Minnesota so maybe that helps when when they do host the Bears in week 18 and it's winning in and they lose on a field goal as time expires after a hideous Kirk Cousins fumble like they know that's coming
2: they are yeah they um I think Vikings fans all along have sort of been the John the Baptist um you know persona here telling us you can get into this experience you can uh you can flee it uh, but either way we know we're telling you now what's going to occur and i frankly the steelers feel very similar to me too where it's like uh, they, they are as you said they are zombie-ish. they're unkillable um they, i i mean i think you're right that the vikings pattern is not a super bowl pattern it's a january heartbreak um low ebb where it's like you're going to have a lot of vikings fans in minnesota Hitting the dive bar after that game very hard. It's going to be very ugly. Um, uh, we will be far from it. Thank you. And your twi-
1: all your tweets. Uh, well, I mean uh, that's poking the, the no, bear. I, what a it, joke! I I know it was bad because when I tweeted about it, people were like tweeting, uh, "Your boy Mark's not feeling so cool anymore" and stuff like that. Like people, you must have really gotten some critical tweets from uh, the Yinzers. Do you want me to read you? Let me see, see if I can find you. Uh... Yeah, I would love to some some negative tweets. I, while you look for that, I'll just let everyone know that yeah. the Vikings now six and seven, uh, right in the thick of the NFC wild card race, and they get the Bears in Chicago next week. So, oh, by the way, we get the Bears on Sunday Night Football this week. And we get them on Monday Night Football next week against the Vikings. But we know it'll be a close, fun game because the Vikings are playing. So I guess there's the the positive catch 22. And then they get the Rams at home the day after christmas so this is going to get very interesting because <laughs> the rams potentially could lose to the cardinals this week and be in a potential desperation situation so the nfc is going to be a lot of fun all right did you find any tweets i'll read
2: you two um the okay. first was uh i'm not sure steelers fans can read this but your team is incomplete i mean suggesting that well, was this your tweet like, and i liked it well that's um you poked that is- there it is largely um, a known fact that many Steelers fans have never read a book, so I'm th- I I just put that out there as a yeah, that's that was the baseline comment there. Then I said T N F aside, Steelers fans equal golden encrusted newbies to what comes Ooh. next colon Q B reboot. Then in all caps, total Ooh. mystical evil chaos. Look Ooh. at me, totally feeling myself as if you know this was real. <laughs> then the final one: the Steelers are a filmic projection this evening, not with us Ooh. in
1: real life. Oh, <laughs>
2: you know what? Yeah, I should like, stop doing this. I I think they any should...
1: replies during the comeback that really stood out, or
2: oh, of course. Well, because it well, no, you here's what I do find annoying. It was the very sixth grade argument. Yeah, but the Browns really suck. It's like, but that's yeah. I'm not taught. I already with you that they are problematic. So
1: the the AFC North is big and sloppy, and I enjoy it. You know, yes, we're not best, getting a, yes probably best. not getting a Super Bowl team out of there, but they're gonna they're just gonna just fight to death. It's like Squid Games in that division it's just like one team's gonna come out of it alive uh the others will be dead and the one that survives will never be the same it, it's and it just will like, probably be
2: the bengals which like nobody on earth predicted so
1: that would be very 2021 okay there you go that is Thursday night football and I'll give it to Greg Rosenthal he predicted although I guess it wasn't a tough thing to predict this again the Vikings have done this 13 straight times this season, Uh close game going down to the very end. He said, I think you guys are going to have a lot to talk about. We did. And on the subject of Greg Rosenthal, uh, Mark, um, he also said he listens to the TNF recaps, which right, right. both struck us as a little bit, eh, maybe a stretch of the truth. little
2: suspicious. I mean, just because I never would. He's, uh, he said, he on, said on Friday morning, as he's driving into work, he religiously listens to what, others did with the tnf recap um but also claims to have never listened to any of our other podcasts so See, you
1: know you know he's he's a former debate club guy in high school don't he, he's going to take that and use it against you by saying you're using overly flowery language i don't think he said he listens religiously
2: oh uh, right? well you know but he said i think I he says
1: he does he he's known when he can he checks it out so how about a test okay how about a test? i like that
2: let's test what it. what if
1: Hey, Greg, if you're listening right now, if you would do indeed listen to these podcasts on Thursday night that you're not on, when I introduce you on Sunday's show, the flagship program, I want the first thing you say, strawberry truck. I
2: think it's the perfect way to do it. I also, um, Greg, I don't know if you know this Dan, but he'll often, I think he finds that I am a, I'll listen to him and his inner thoughts. I don't always respond, but he told me that he went ice skating alone tonight. Um, just to enjoy the sensation of that. So if you wanted to tweet at him about that, if you're listening about, you know, I think it's fine for a man to go ice skating alone in Los Angeles on, uh, you know, what? Of that's December. such a
1: good call. Uh, positive reinforcement, uh, to Greg, because he was, he let himself be vulnerable exactly. to his friend, Mark, uh, sharing that he goes, uh, solo ice skating, uh, just to kind of clear his mind and, um, he said, you know, he said to me, he shot me a text a couple of weeks ago. He said, Dan, it makes me feel graceful. So.
2: I love that sensation just for him.
1: Send him some positive tweets supporting his solo ice skating ventures.
2: Let's
3: lift right. him up.
1: Ricky, do you have anything, dad?
3: I think you guys Rick, really nailed Ricky's it. He's
1: just pissed because she had like a hot <laughs> yoga class. She was going to try to go to early tomorrow. She thought the game, game was going to end quickly. Uh, and then the fact that it turned into like this epic barn burner, uh, is going to cost you a workout in the morning.
3: Yeah. Now I gotta, now I gotta go hard in the morning. I wanted to get it over with. So
1: see now, now imagine being a Vikings fan, uh, take that frustration and multiply it by roughly one trillion. Yeah, but at least they got the win.
3: They got. I mean, it sucks that how they came back, and I get it, and I'd be furious too because the Vikings do this every single yeah. game. And what did I think it was? You know, Troy and Joe were saying that like in the two-minute drill, the Vikings are like legitimately the worst ever. And so it's like here we are <laughs> in the two-minute drill, and like the Steelers march down the field, and I'm not doing you know downward. Yeah, down they've in been a hot room terrible. The
1: they've been <laughs> well, terrible in the last two minute of halves.
2: Yeah and unless you're a Viker, Vikings fan who is also a toddler you know you know that a dark day is coming. I mean I think right. they're they're wise to a uh, hey, final chapter. And ahead.
1: just because I don't I don't want this to get lost to the sands of time. Chase Claypool, how about we like chill out on the knucklehead act? I don't oh know God. what that guy's fantastically talented, but he does something stupid almost every week uh, and posing it's and for the first right down on a running clock with no timeouts and the games on the line. And that led to an offensive lineman scrambling over and like, bro. And then the ball falling on the ground that might've cost them one extra play down at the goal line. Like that is not an exaggeration.
3: Like an extra 10, nine, 10 seconds off the clock. That is something that Ricky
2: would, Ricky would absolutely pull the same exact stunt. Were oh she in the God. same position? Am I, I think am I you're incorrect? projecting.
3: I oh. think that um, no, I'm
2: projecting. I think like, I'm I would be disciplined
3: team player. And when you, we've got to know where you are at no. situational football, Mark, you got to know, no, I, would highly, no, gotta, I would be highly, you got to be disciplining ice water in the nerves. You got to clock it. You're not Mark, doing anything. Mark strikes
1: me either. If, if we're being I, well, generous. first of all, I
2: wouldn't make the catch. So let's, I mean, that would be the first <laughs> problem. We know if we're,
1: if we're being generous, Mark would either be like a hard nosed white safety <laughs> um, or a super quirky kicker. Yeah, uh, like a wait, Rodrigo a, Blankenship yeah.
2: type. Excuse me, you're talking to someone who played running back and um, when they didn't know what to Mark, do with and like someone who was... like
3: 1894. Like, they didn't even have real helmets back
2: then. Right, like the real roots of football, by the way. You know, <laughs> at least 100 years after that, but...
1: And, and you're absolutely right, Mark. Erica is a diva wide receiver, and there totally. is no other position that she could be playing
3: yeah well
1: this piling up personal fouls and you know off the field team penalties of fines and I mean, you know what
3: the team can't get rid of me because yeah. the numbers Tell prove it yeah well or your
2: dad probably owns the team it's one okay
3: that's <laughs> all right that's
1: Delish. it the show is now longer than the preview, the preview. show earlier yes absurd so. <laughs> um all right so again uh vikings fans i hope you're okay deep breath deep breath you're still alive You did it. I don't know if you're coaches Steelers fans you're still I alive.
2: hope you're okay <laughs>
1: Steelers do you? fans I really are, do. you know the um, the zombie <laughs> there was always creepy. one memorable zombie, especially memorable zombie from the Michael Jackson thriller video where he's walking down the street and his arm just straight falls off yes and he just keeps walking that's the Steelers now they only have one arm but they still got two <laughs> legs and, and probably they're still searching for brains so that's that well, you're alive you're undead you're right about but the last alive. part all right, let's go. Until Sunday in the flagship show, keep the call.
3: Strawberry truck.